Welcome to Cinema Bushido, badass movie talk about badass movies. I am your host, Matthew Whitaker, and with me, as always, is my brother from another mother, Mr. Lee Van Cleef. How's it going, Lee? Hey, buddy. Every day's a holiday. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Uh, we are here today to talk about the Kurosawa classic, The Seven Samurai. It's, um, it's an achievement that's been remade and remade again. And stolen, as we talked about with the whole um, Eleven Assassins, uh, and many, other, many, many other things. And uh, it, it's a simple movie about some farmers that are so sick of being shat on that they find a discount group of samurai to help them murder some thieves. And murder, they do. What did you think? Yeah, I, I thought it was a cool plot story. Um, it kind of was like uh, Gone with the Wind meets um a western meets feudal japan yeah i hear you the gone with the wind so here's the thing i've never seen it i've tried and it's just such bs that's why i had to laugh when you said it you son of a bitch oh it's it's rough it's a rough movie and i can't say i've never watched it i've watched but i've never gotten through it yeah it's it's basically four different movies yeah it's rough yeah okay well, Seven Samurai, I'll just start with my uh, my feels, and then I'll send oh. you for feels, and then we'll try to do some half-assed trivia around. You have some ideas. I say half-assed on my part. You have ideas, and they're probably going to make it good. So, Yeah. Well, we'll uh, you know, let's not, let's not oversell the, the product. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, a great opening theme. Uh, I'm not going to go piece by piece here, but I, I in all my notes... I pointed out, I love the intro music to this movie. It's haunting. Yeah. <laughs> it's haunting. No, it's really funny that um, the old school like, Japanese music has kind of the same uh, timing and all of that as like hip hop. So it's pretty easy. I could see how somebody like Rizzo was sitting there listening to like old Shamsun music and just being like, well, shit, I could totally rap to that or something. I don't know. But it was good. I liked the music. Um, yeah. Tell me, what, what did you think? The whole intro to Seven Saber. Um, You know, I, I like the music as well. Uh, I like the uh, the idea of all the woe is me in the beginning. And the sense of hopelessness. I, I really felt despair. Oh, fuck yeah. The they were like full of sadness and shame. You know, you've, you've heard the phrase weeping and gnashing of teeth. And I, that's probably the closest I've ever actually seen it in the cinematic form. It's so awesome. I wrote down a note. It said, farmers are seriously pathetic. <laughs> I wouldn't call them pathetic. I mean, they're just, they're just proper fucked, man. They're I just... don't even remember the line, but one of them was just like, I, I would have been rather born a dog. Because, like, a dog's better than being a shitty fucking peasant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Especially in those times. That was just, that was just short and brutal, you know, existence. Yeah. The corruption was just unfettered. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, so um, one of my favorite things in the beginning is uh, they go to the old man. The old man is just ridiculous himself, like just so sad, pathetic. He can't eat, stand up straight. You know, he's just, uh, and he doesn't look at all like uh, stoic or mysterious. He's just fucking pathetic, just, uh. <laughs> and and uh, one of my favorite lines is uh, he says, you know, they're like, well, how the fuck do we get samurai? You know, because he's like, we need somebody to help us. He says, like, how the fuck? It was, even bears come down from the mountain when they're hungry. 
Yeah, it was a brilliant uh, piece of dialogue there. I, I thought the actual, the old man was, he was perfect because, he, you know, a lifetime of working in the fields as any uh, older Mexican immigrant can show you, uh, it, that tears down the body. You know, it, it, there's a lot of orthopedic issues that are going to come with that. And, you know, there is no dignity or beauty in his in this old man's you know in this in the autumn of his of his uh, life it's more just uh it's more just him you know waiting till the day that he meets his maker and he's he's downtrodden and devastated but he's wise you know he's yeah. been around the block and he knows he's like hey no the only the only village that didn't get set on fire was the one that hired samurai you know hungry samurai that's a really good point you know i didn't I can't say, you know, in giving um, the poor old man such a hard time, I didn't see it the way you saw it. But, uh, you know, he's worn out. And like you said, like any of our, uh, any of, in America, lots of uh, different people end up uh, doing labor and, and working, you know, the fuck out of their bodies until their bodies are dead. Very similar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those farmers, those immigrant farmers, they, they basically destroy their bodies if they do it for a couple decades. Yeah. And they that that's exactly the culture here, right? Like they are all all the time working, working, working for a little bit of food. If they can sell some, great. People are coming to steal it. It's fucked up. And what do they offer the samurai? The craziest thing, uh, like a freaking cup of rice a day. Yeah, they're basically like we'll feed you, and <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about it. And we won't feed you well. This no, isn't no. this isn't like a. Uh, sushi bowl kind of, no. you know, assignment. We're going to give you rice while we eat, like... Millet. Oh, yeah, they were having millet, and we're going to give rice to the samurai. That's just terrible. I like that part in the it, somewhere in the beginning when the rice, the bowl of rice at the hotel is stolen, and uh, Ket, Katsuru, Kets, Katsushiru, the, the young kid. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, Kikuchio. He, yeah. yeah. No, 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 not Kikuchio. He's the... Uh, yeah, that's uh, Toshiro Mifune. Yeah, not Toshiro. Oh, you're talking about the, the young man. The yeah. Prissy kid. Yeah. 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 He, uh, he tosses him a mon to go buy more rice. It's like, here. It's almost like an investment in his own education. Yeah, totally. Right. Uh, the, uh, my feels are that uh, it, visually, the camera work was one of my favorite parts about the movie. Yeah. Um, the fact that... I, uh, another thing that you don't really see anymore... Uh, I think probably the best uh, representation of this in a modern time of making the world feel real would be the Lord of the Rings, when Peter Jackson, you know, built the sets a year in advance and let the like the Shire age with all the vegetation so that it looked lived in. And I, this was the same concept; like it was very real. I was, I believed I was there. You know, I believed I was in uh, feudal Japan. And the um, the the first fifty minutes of the movie had great pacing, and the last ninety minutes of it had great pacing. Um, and they're just the way that there was a shot where they they're coming down the the mountain with the horses, and you see the villagers like scrambling in the city, and it's all in one frame. It's all like shot in one panning frame, and that's I mean that's just awe inspiring. So I thought the the camera work was great. I thought the story was good. Uh, there were some pieces I would have I would have cut. I, there was a lot on here that could have been on the on the editing floor. I, I felt like a good hour of it could have been gone, but uh, ultimately, an impressive movie. You can't you can't deny it. There's a reason why this this movie shaped Japanese culture. Yeah. 
to your point, um, so they knew they made a long movie. And I think they knew they made, like, too long of a movie. What you see is a lot of, like, very classic Japanese comedy elements because they're really trying to appeal to everyone. Like, okay, we're doing a serious story, and it's going to be about all these different things. It's going to be about the the whole uh, class system, and it's going to be about, you know, um, there's going to be murders, and there's going to be killings and all this stuff. And they're like, well, what do we do to make this light? So we have the sub-theme of the young samurai and the uh, 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 farmer girl. And then, of course, we have uh, Kikuchio, acting like a freaking idiot the whole time. And again, one of those badass actors. He'd been acting a while before that. He, uh, there, Some people would say he's playing the character so well because the character came from, like, uh, I'm a farmer and now I'm a samurai and I have to, like, shed my farmer past. So even though I embrace it every once in a while, the rest of the time I'm going to act like a fucking idiot. Up until the end when he's really murdering everybody, right? It was fucking awesome. He, he he had his five fucking swords, his five katanas shoved into the mound, and it was like, what the hell's wrong with you? He's like, well, I can't kill everybody with one of these. Like, it's going to break or whatever. I, like, I need spares. He eventually proved himself. But I think what your, your point of a three-hour-plus movie, easily an hour of just, like, Pillsbury Doughboy stomach popping could have been cut out of this film like they were just appealing to not us appealing to this was 1954 this was released originally in japan they were appealing to people who were poor they spent enough money to come to the movie they wanted some laughs but they also wanted uh, that history lesson not to mention the shame of the the class system and all that stuff It, it makes sense that it was crazy in its in its scale for them. But what they did is they sent a, a under two hour movie to America. Oh. And, and what happened is they cut out a bunch of shit, but they didn't know how to cut it properly. I mean, I don't know if this was Kurosawa who actually did the cutting, but what ended up happening was people were like, well, shit, that was badass. Like, people were like, you know, really good action effects and all this, but I have no fucking clue what's going on. Like, why anybody's in the village or anything else. <laughs> like, I don't know. Did he not know to just cut the stupid shit that we can see so obviously right now? I don't know. No, no, no. The stupid shit is the best part. Well, right. Maybe that's true. Like, he's like, no, I'm not cutting the stupid shit. I need to cut a couple of battle scenes, but I like them all, so I'm just going to cut some very important dialogue that lets people know what people are doing and why. They don't need to know about like these are americans they don't care about honor or anything let's just cut all that out and then people could just watch a bunch of guys in a village killing people got us pegged man got us pegged what was your favorite scene in the movie Ooh, easy easy i am going it was a great scene and you're gonna love the scene and i know it's probably your favorite scene as well kuzoa he comes back with the musket Remember, he said, they like, we need one of these muskets. And uh, Kambai said that. And uh, Kuzoa, he, he's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll be back. And he just fucking ran. Well, this is a little while later. He comes back, and all he says is, two more down. And he hands off the musket uh, to Kambai. And um, 
Uh, the the young guy, uh, Kachishiro, uh, he approaches him and he just says, uh, and I love this because we didn't know it at the time, but, you know, it's right there, the titular line. You know, he says, you are a magnificent person. And <laughs> he just sat there and, you know, he's just like, yeah, fuck off, whatever. I'm so fucking badass, it doesn't matter. And he just kind of <laughs> tend to go to sleep. And then the youngster runs off and he grins to himself because he was just like, that's right. I kick so much fucking ass. Which Yeah, he was the embodiment of Zen. He was. He was just he was so good. And he was so, he looked yeah. so good. He was just yeah. he was perfect. I mean God that that's that look he had, his whole persona is freaking gorgeous and that's that's my favorite scene to end up with him, of course, being the most fucking lame ass death of just getting shot by a stupid fucking musket by a douchebag thief. Yeah, I uh, that was the um, that was the embodiment of what a samurai should be. He should be a perfect swordsman, a, a poet, a, you know, somebody who meditates, focuses on Zen. There's all these different elements. It's almost like being, it's almost like the uh, the Marxist idea of having like, you know, the the perfect character. Like you're not supposed to, you know, use your time and and squander it. You know, like watching bad TV or anything. You've got it. Yeah, like the, these people don't exist, but they are the perfect embodiment of what yeah. a, a like a hero should be. It's the Bushido Code. That is it. Yeah, he's and he's like the only. He's the one who really fully like embodies it in the movie. He's like perfect. He's perfect in every way. Yeah, except for Kanbai, who does yeah. the same, yet never le- never loses that fucking cheesy fucking you know super grin. <laughs> yeah, Kumbai oh. is interesting because he's like he's old and he's he's obviously unsuccessful, right? He's he's a Ronin, he's got no master, yeah, and you know, but he's still a leader, you know. Yeah, it's like still... no, you you said it like he he's failed in life, but he's still alive. He's old as yeah. hell, and he's been a samurai forever. And you're right, he's a Ronin, and he's willing to take a a cup of rice for his pay, yet. He he is the epitome of classy and understanding, and yet where we talk about the perfect like Bushido warrior being uh, uh, Kyuza, uh, Kenbai is more just uh, he isn't goofy, but he's like kind of ah uh, whatever. Like I'm into shit. Like I'll get mad about this or that, but for the most part, I'm here for the giggles. Yeah, yeah, he's. He's too old to be to to give a fuck anymore. Yeah. I'm just here for the laughs. Oh, look at this young guy! Like at one point, they like embarrassed the shit out of the uh, the youngster, Katsushiro. Uh, yeah. uh, no, uh, yeah, Katsushiro. Uh, they're just like, hey, we expect some good shit from you tomorrow because you know you got laid last night. You're like a man now. <laughs> and they're all just fucking, ha, 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 ha! You got laid for the first time in your life. Just fucking slapping themselves on the back because they think that's faux fucking good that now he's a man but they all know he isn't really so yeah it, it was it was a funny moment i was like yeah you got him because he's all like oh yeah right in the hay super burned you burned him right, right in the hay with my bay <laughs> we all saw you <laughs> yeah the uh the idea of uh, it was funny because she was all like in the field she was all like why won't you be a samurai and just take me <laughs> right before the uh the the bandits got there to cock block him I was yep. like, oh, snap, that's a naughty, naughty girl. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. She's got issues. 
She's got daddy issues. As they were rolling around, she kept doing that. Eee! I thought, oh, yeah. Mm. Appropriate. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's funny. That's a good scene. It's it was. Good. It was. I'm sorry. I, I go a little too far. Um, no, no. It was awesome. Okay, so, uh, yes, uh, my feelings like yours. Uh, I do I, I do love this movie. I really do. I've watched it many times. Um, I find it to be extremely slow at certain points, and it's made up for a scene or two later with really good stuff. They don't fuck around about uh, you learning the characters and, and getting to know motivations and why someone's doing this or that. Uh, it's very important, especially in this case. You've got, it doesn't sound like, oh, Seven Samurai? Like, I've seen the 47 Samurai. That's another movie. Like, there's there's other films that are going to bore you way more hardcore with who's doing what and where. In this case, we have a lot of villagers, and you don't have to learn them very well, and you've got Seven Samurai. But Seven's still a lot. That's a lot of people to try to develop their personalities and their story and we're doing this battle, and a few freaking um, townspeople and, you know, villagers, farmers, whatever. Plus, you kind of got to get to know uh, the the thieves as well, a little bit. Like, I felt a little bad for a couple of them in the end. I'd, I'd gotten to know them a bit. But, yeah, you got to learn everybody. And seven samurai is a lot of samurai to get really comfortable with that you give a shit if any of them are going to die. And it actually... I didn't care about most of them. I, I did care the last two that died, being uh, uh, Kuzoa and, uh, of course, uh, being uh, Kuchicho. Well, you know who I gave a fuck about was uh, Senior Woodchopper, uh, Hayachi. He was he was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot about him. Wood Woodchopper, badass motherfucker. Yeah, real funny. Real funny guy. Yeah, you know, they all had a comic element to them, for the most part. I mean, uh, even uh, Kuza, like, they all were pretty funny. I guess that's the idea. You don't want a, a, a movie where the underdogs, the seven people against X amount of people, are, are just a bunch of stoic assholes. But, yeah, I don't yeah, know Yeah, because that's how you get the movie 300. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's why they needed so many more. They're like, all right, uh... We're going to have, like, two entertaining people here. Let's call this the 300, and we'll take the 298 extras and shove them into this hole over here. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. All right, so, uh, like I said, uh, this is a classic tale. Ripped off again and again. Uh, It's always the same thing. The honorable, it may not even be a samurai, honorable uh, warrior getting killed by technology that's better than what he's used to. So, in this case, we lost many samurai from the musket, which they were actually, like, rifles, right? Like, I guess, I don't know what a musket is. A musket always, in my my thinking, was always, like, you put the gunpowder, then the lead, and then you smack it into the barrel and you shoot, right? Yeah, what happens is, is that a musket ball goes, the barrel is smooth, so the ball goes through the barrel and it's smooth. Rifling is like a series of uh, of um, etches in the rifle. And, in the, and what that does is it causes the projectile to move at a further distance more accurately. Oh, is that because it spins in the barrel? Yeah, it spins. It gets yeah. you a higher velocity. Yeah, holy shit. 
Well, that's why we have a uh, munitions expert like Lee Van Cleef on the program that we can clear those kinds of things up. So enjoy that. It was it was the reason why the Americans in the Revolutionary War did so well, uh, along with not marching and not you know uh, not doing formation but hiding behind the trees. Yeah, they had rifles. Yeah, they had hunting rifles, and the the British, the invincible uh, British uh, gunpowder army had muskets. Yeah. Okay, so I'm bringing up a classic tale, ripped off many times about honorable people, in this case the samurai, getting killed by guns. That was done again in The Last Samurai, and it was done in something else as well. It made me think for a second, and I think I might push a button here for you. You liked the movie The Patriot, right? Uh, With Harrison Ford? No, good. It wasn't you that liked The Patriot. Well, there is someone I knew that uh, I I like, like I like you, but uh, they thought The Patriot was really good, kind of like how you think uh, Gladiator was good. Oh, Gladiator was, was brilliant. Yeah, so they think... Ridley Scott. Right, they think that the Patriot is really good. But my trouble with the Patriot, it's kind of the opposite. You have a guy, just like these guys, oh, I'm this fucking badass motherfucker, and he gets almost freaking murdered by a guy, like, one-on-one combat that fucking kills him with a knife. Like, a, <laughs> he hatchets him. It's like... Uh, and it was... What's his name? You know, the... the um, Oh, this is the Mel Gibson movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Mel, Mel, he's like, oh, I'm so badass. And he, he hides in the, the swamp to murder people. And he's never actually awesome. And then in the end, like, he pretty much, like, the bad guy was really bad anyway. But the bad guy pretty much whooped his fucking ass with just, like, a freaking axe or something. You know, like a, yeah, just terrible. Mel was no samurai. Mel? We will not have Mel on our podcast ever. No. No. We're not gonna we're not gonna approach that. Anyway, I just thought that movie was fucking the opposite of what I'm talking about. The classic tale of the badass motherfucker getting murdered by something that he didn't expect. It's it's like uh Game of Thrones keeps doing it. We just had a freaking giant killed with an arrow in his eye. Yeah, I I, uh, I haven't seen the new season yet. Whatever. Things happen all the time in lots of movies. People where die. Bad, where badass people are killed because of something stupid. Let's put it this way. Like, picture the best fucking ninja in the world. He's still not fast enough to outrun a freaking um, Zentorno crashing into his spine and killing him right there. Like, he, you know, you want to believe that the human body can do extraordinary things but it can't really it can't really it can only yeah. do the most average of things and most for the most part we appreciate when that average of things is beating the shit out of people i mean it's achilles in his heel or <laughs> uh you know dave and goliath i mean if you want to go to the more semitic route good old davy davy you know, goliath little okay. kid he's like i got five stones and i'm gonna throw these things at your giant ass forehead yeah i mean yeah it, it's just it just serves as a reminder that uh, even the most uh, celebrated champions are not uh, not not able to escape death's uh, steel grasp. Yes, brilliantly put. Okay, so I finished this off with uh, my favorite thing beyond that awesome scene um, was the end. Uh, yeah, that was my favorite scene. Kembe says, "Yeah, we lost this battle." Yeah. The victory belongs to the the farmers, not us. 
We have all of our fucking dead friends here. It pans up to them, all dead in the landscape. The end. But, yeah, that was the best scene. Yeah, that was fucking brilliant. I mean, I was yeah. like, holy shit, we did all this. We're not mad. We did not come out on top, but yeah, there it is. Yeah, uh, he he brings up a good point. I was I was really um, fascinated to learn that these samurai movies really got big in the 1930s when the uh, Japanese were imperialist when they had put on the the purple robes of imperialism and had been attacking uh, other Asian countries and colonizing them. And then the, that's when these samurai movies came out because you couldn't politically criticize the current government, but you could criticize the current government through the. Uh, through the recollection of feudal Japan, and it, I mean the the story is is that no matter who wins or or loses technically in a war, the people who fight those never win. Yeah, mamas, don't let your boys grow up to be samurai. Don't do it. Yeah. Second best, second best scene in the movie. Tell please, you right now, please. Remember that farmer uh, by the name of uh, Yohei. The yes. Old- yeah. When he fucking dies, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen ever. Like he basically like he's 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 already fatally wounded and Kukichio's like, "No." And he's like, "I and Kukichio left his post, but Yohei yeah. didn't." And Yohei's like, "I didn't leave my post." And he's like, "Hold on, you're going to make it." And then boom, arrow. <laughs> I was I just like, "It's yeah. so shitty." <laughs> I died laughing. I cracked the fuck up. I I love that death scene. That was my favorite. I think they did that on purpose, right? They're just like, come on. We want we want you to cringe but laugh. Yeah, it it was uh like a it was a uh it was a very sadistic evil part of me that was just absolutely uh tickled pink. Yeah. All right, so I uh I tried to put together a top 6. Top 6 uh, will be our ongoing theme where I have the uh, top six things that I found in the trivia that were pretty trippy uh, that I would like to uh, challenge you or one of our other... Uh, we have a f- we have some guests coming up. We, I may uh, challenge them as well. Um, I put one down, and then I realized all of the rest of... This is a different time period. You don't get the same kind of trivia. None of it fits a format of, hey, Lee... Uh, here we go. I'm going to give you, uh, uh, you know, four oh, choice, yeah. four choices. Yeah. yeah, no, it's just trivia. Yeah, it's just it's, it, yeah. it's very interesting shit, but none of it's like uh, a game show kind of crap or yeah. uh, like with Bloodsport where I got you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you actually won, but I still... No, I didn't. That. I didn't. I, you took pity on me at the end. Yeah, maybe. But you, the, how many splits? You know, the classic things that happen that you can ask a question about. In this case, not so much. So I'm going to just throw a few things down that we're going to talk about. Um, First one being, get this. What was the original two-hour-long U.S. release of Seven Samurai called? Like, what was the name of the the movie? Oh, I'm going to call it uh, Sex and Danger Zone. That's some weird translation. You know, everything's always so weird. That's because you're a badass. It was actually called... The Magnificent Seven. Oh, and, that would have been a good title for it. Yeah, me. until the guy who made the f- stupid Western remake said you can't call it that anymore. And all of the original prints were recalled and deleted. You know, um, destroyed. 
that guy is a homosexual. Yeah, his name was John Sturgis. And if he were still alive, if he is alive, I hope right now, if he's urinating, he gets a kidney stone and it hurts really badly because fuck you, John Sturgis. I mean, that's that's it right there. I can't disagree with that. <laughs> and it encapsulates it perfectly. And think of that. When you didn't know about the movie The Magnificent Seven, he, um, th- that part uh, where the youngster says, you are magnificent. Again, that would have been beautiful. Titular line. I would have watched that with subtitles. That line would have come, and I would have said, they're all magnificent. Oh, you got me! And then tears dripping. I uh, I was going to say, after this, I could get you some uh, international coffee, and we could sit on the couch and talk about our wounded and our child. Yeah, there's this guy um, that I'm I'm really attracted to when I drink coffee. Uh, and I go for advertisements from the 80s. There's this guy named Jean-Luc. And, you know, it's a terrible fucking joke and a terrible reference. What's wrong with me? What is wrong with me? It was a terrible, like, uh, that. remember that coffee, uh, International something, and it was those shitty, it was those shitty, like... Uh, Instant coffee in the little... Yeah, thing. yeah, right, but it was, like, uh It was totally marketed to, like, to, like <laughs> overweight housewives... <laughs> You want to feel fancy? <laughs> and I would. I'd put my pinky up and I'd have my teacup of that instant international coffee. And anyway, there was just... The gray poupon of the apartment complex. Just, just kill me right now, please. Yeah. Uh, okay, my my second of my uh, top six. I By the way, by second, uh, this is all I have. Okay, so... Filming had to be stopped several times due to a shortage of something. Was it A, spears, B, women, C, horses, or D, arrows? Well, arrows and spears would have been manufactured pretty quickly, and women would have been a casting thing. (laughs) And there's no reason why they couldn't use the same women over and over again. I'm going to say horses because it's Japan. Holy shit, you just got it, sir. You are the hero of the night. It was horses. I've, I've got some good questions. Okay, well, let me finish this off. Uh, okay. the, the last thing I have is something interesting that uh, I, when I read it in trivia, I couldn't make it into a question, but I wanted to just talk about it. Uh, Kukichio is a girl's name made up of two parts, like Betty Sue in America, as this person, I think, in Wikipedia or whatever put. That's why the samurai laugh so hard at the name. Obviously, Toshiro Mufune's character is illiterate, and it's a very subtle thing that the other samurai choose to tease him about the age and not the choosing of the girl's name, Kiku, which translates to chrysanthemum, and Chio, which translates to 1,000 generations. That's funny. Yeah, this is in fact one of the several occasions in which uh, Mifune's character in a Kurosawa film has a name composed of a plant and a number of years. Anyway, so, yeah, so I just thought that was really funny that they didn't make fun of him that he had a girl's name. They made fun of him that he said he was like 12. Yeah, he was 13. Yeah, 13. They were like, uh, you're fucking an idiot, yet you have a girl's name and yeah, let's, just yeah. Move, let's just move on. Um... So one of my first questions is uh, Kurosawa had a there's a there's a heavy influence of the Western in this movie, and uh, Kurosawa had a main influence in America. He was a director. Mm. I don't know how to make that into a multiple choice. 
I will give you... Are we getting director's names? Yeah, I, I was going to say, do you? can you possibly imagine the director's name that was the, in, that was the main influence okay, on here's, Kurosawa? Here's the trouble, is that we're going back, like, when Kurosawa, if this is truly what he yeah. was into, we're going back to the 40s. Well, actually, the 30s is when this 30s. guy made, made yeah, his Yeah, you get what I'm saying. So, I don't know directors from that time. I mean, yeah, me neither. Yeah, I mean... She, John Ford, I think I'm still being Yeah, that's it. That's it, John Ford. Is it Ford. really John Ford? You're son of a bitch. Yeah. Okay, it would be John the Ford. it would be the only director I know from that time period. <laughs> Unless I saw a list, but John Ford is the only person I could think of. Okay, what was uh Kurosawa's first movie? Oh shit. Um gosh, I've looked at the uh IMDb enough times, but I'm gonna say no idea. Senshiro Sugata. Uh, you get half a point if you can guess what year he made that movie. He directed that movie. Okay, okay. The year would be okay. Fifty-four. He was still pretty young and up and coming. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with uh, forty-six. Ooh, close. In forty-six, he did No Regrets for Our Youth. Ooh. In forty-three, he did Senshiro Sugata. Ah, forty-three. Okay. Saga, which was a very celebrated action film. Which showed the uh, ability to shoot action scenes in sequence and uh, and all in real time. So most uh, directors would cut away at certain points when people would fall back, and he was just so confident in his choreography. Oh, that that's so cool! Because really, there was a point, right? Have you ever thought about that? There's a point where our standard day action sequence that everyone loves—that's why it's been repeated a trillion times. It was invented, and somebody did and you said it. Like, back then, Kurosawa was like, well, shit, um, I could do this, 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 and yeah, it's really cool. Um, I've, got, I've just got a, uh, a matter-of-fact one. So, Seven Samurai and this 1954 film almost bankrupted Toho Kabushiki Kasha. I saw yeah. that. Yeah, did you see that? I did, was that's Godzilla. crazy. Godzilla, same exact year. And yeah. the the uh, the series of movies that made Toho famous. People yeah, I thought, that was, I thought that was crazy. Yeah, people don't like, oh, Toho, that's all this other shit. It's like, no, that's Godzilla. Yeah, precisely. Um, Sounds like Godzilla's coming in behind you. Are you okay? Yeah. No, it's upstairs. Uh, you know, I was going to say, it was uh, also Toshiro Mifune apparently watched uh, films of wild lions for inspiration for his character. Which really I, I made perfect sense because when I first saw uh, Kukichio, I thought of like Tigger. Yeah. From. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> for sure. Kid, I was like that. Look, that guy reminds me of Tigger. He re- he is the living embodiment of a, of a feline. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I thought, um, yeah, he jumps up on the rock and he's kind of strutting. It, he. It was why I didn't like him, but I also understood the concept of him, and I could see what he was trying to do. I'll tell you. Um, there, yeah, he's 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 brilliant. I I can't give him a hard time. I want to, but and there are some bad parts. But he he's a formidable actor. Yeah, he he is the actor in that movie that kind of greases the wheels. It kind of moves the plot along. Right, it would things. be a boring freaking flick with just everyone else and not not uh, Kukichio. Yeah, because he's the he's he's us. We're not samurai, but <laughs> right. we want to be samurai. And yet he proves himself in the end. He he's the most badass 
of any of them. And I know it, they're not synonymous, but he proved himself to the authentic samurai beyond a doubt by the end. He was following the code, and he was doing his business, and they all were just like, yeah, this is the shit. Yeah, and it was a time when uh, you could still technically be a samurai, even if you were born a farmer in, in feudal Japan. There was a time after that when you couldn't, when the class structure was set in stone. But at that time, it was still possible for social mobility. Yeah. All right, well, um, that's about all the time we have. So uh, we've kind of gone to the end here. Um, next one coming up, we are going to be dealing with an old, weird motherfucker named Chuck Norris. Should be fun. Um, otherwise, Lee? Uh, great movie. Go uh, go watch it on Hulu. 